0: This is Saranox uh, with our podcast Body Rocks with Saranox, episode one. Um, I have a guest today who just happens to be my fabulous boyfriend, <laughs> very knowledgeable and fun to talk to slash listen to. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Thomas Arend.
1: Hey, I'm Thomas. Uh, today, our topic is the history of eating disorders because oftentimes uh eating disorders uh and the eating disorder when i say eating disorders what we're talking about is anorexia nervosa bulimia nervosa and binge eating disorder i think sarah has some definitions for us
0: i do okay so let me start with Anorexia nervosa. So this is a serious, potentially life-threatening eating disorder characterized by self-starvation and excessive weight loss. Um, I also have some symptoms and warning signs. Should I get into that now or later?
1: Um, I think that's fine. So just, that's anorexia. Do you have the other? Yeah, I do. Yeah, just give us the definition so we know what we're talking about before we delve into that
0: okay so bulimia nervosa is a serious potentially life-threatening eating disorder characterized by a cycle of binging and comp oh my gosh i can't say it compensatory (laughs)
1: compensatory (laughs) thank
0: you behaviors such as self-induced vomiting designed to undo or compensate for the effects of binge eating and just to go along with that um there's been some information that came out that you don't necessarily need to have the self-induced vomiting with bulimia. You can have exercise bulimia where you exercise excessively or you take um, lots of laxatives to get the same same effect yeah. but out the other, out the other end. <laughs> um, not to make light of it. And then binge eating disorder. This is a long definition. Oh, my gosh. So this is an eating disorder characterized by reoccurring episodes of eating large quantities of food, often very quickly and to the point of discomfort, a feeling of a loss of control during the binge, experiencing shame, distress, or guilt afterwards, and not regularly using unhealthy, say that word again,
1: (laughs) compensatory
0: measures, that's why keep them around, (laughs) Uh, to counter the binge eating, so they wouldn't be purging.
1: Yeah, so, because oftentimes when the term eating disorder comes up, people just think anorexia, but there's also bulimia, which most of you have probably heard of, and um, um, binge eating disorder, which is actually a new addition to the DSM. I'm not sure exactly what year it came in, but it is very recent. Um, And all these eating disorders like, are real, they're often, um, some people don't take them as seriously as other mental disorders, but they're in the DSM, just like any other mental disorder, in fact, the first, the, uh, in 1952 was the first year where anorexia was put into the DSM, and it's changed definition slightly over time, but it's been there with us for over half a century, and bul- bulimia uh, wasn't in the DSM until 1987. And that's it, started becoming really popular in the US and the UK then. So uh, it was put into the book then. But uh, so both of those, um, in- when they were put into the DSM, it was within a lot of. Uh, people's lifetimes that are still living today and eating disorders are thought as a more recent thing. But, in fact, the first scientific paper published um, about that it was the first time anorexia nervosa was a coined term was in 1873 by Sir William Withy Gall. So uh, it's been with us for a long time, and he was the first to uh, describe it but a lot of the times when you look um into history you can see people writing about um people with restrictive eating patterns often tied to um like religious fasting and so obviously fasting wouldn't be good for someone with an already developed eating disorder but you could also develop an eating disorder if you were continuously fasting. And it's something really tied to the culture. Um, So, like today, what do you think are some of the things that are tied to our culture that could influence eating disorders?
0: I mean, I feel like there's so many things um, going along with, like, social media, just media in general, um, with because... A lot of us humans, you know, most of us don't have an an eating disorder, but we do get affected by body image like a ton. And, um, you know, someone with an eating disorder and seeing, you know, a body image-based media post can really trigger someone to binge or restrict or, um, or purge. Or just have intrusive thoughts about doing any any of those things. Um, so I think this is a big problem Yeah. currently.
1: For sure. Especially with the amount of time that people are spent uh, like indulging in media. Especially oh, yeah. with social media, everyone has. Almost everyone has a smartphone, and those with a smartphone usually have social media that they'll be scrolling through. Which, if they're not only looking at the things their friends are posting, but... Every large social media platform now has sponsored tweets or sponsored Instagram posts or just plain advertisements, and those are usually where you're seeing, like, the thin ideal or even, like, the muscular ideal for uh, males, usually. Um, And,
0: uh... Yeah, going going along with that, just really quickly, um, a lot of people post, you know, on their own personal accounts selfies or whatever a picture of them in a bathing suit like because they want those comments you know and sometimes they'll even post like that one post we just saw on Facebook that I pointed out they'll post a picture of themselves with almost like a woe is a woe is me kind of caption where it's like they want someone else else to counter those um intrusive thoughts for them
1: yeah for sure and um so thinking of this, this media as um, an influencer of eating disorders, if we were to like go back in time before social media and before even uh, The Thin Ideal was in television, there were still eating disorders happening. So media is definitely a part of it, but there's uh, more to be uncovered. I was looking into... I couldn't find much evidence for this, but I thought it was a good thought, as that maybe eating disorders started to evolve um, from an ease of obtaining food. Because as like, everyone knows, we're all just animals, and like eating is a primary instinct. But when eating becomes something that you don't have to try to do, there could be something, I think, neurologic going on, because you have that constant... Reward system when you're eating, but if food isn't rewarding, if food is, like, always there, then it could become less rewarding, and they, it could, um, like, affect your brain and uh, start an eating disorder.
0: So, like, making you not want to, just to clarify, making you not, like, if the food isn't satisfying, so it makes you not want to eat? Yeah, like, perhaps
1: the food is not as rewarding now, or there's other like mental circuits that you would go through because you're trying to obtain food but and I think this uh could tie into why a lot of um like wealthier people usually have eating disorders Mm -hmm. and uh especially even in 1873 the guy wrote this paper on I believe were like noble people in uh the UK they weren't like people trying to like grow crops these were like people who probably had all the food they could imagine and I think that could definitely play a role in um, forming eating disorders for people
0: I I kind of I like that I yeah maybe the too much food is even just overwhelming because a lot of people who have eating disorder um, eating disorders also have Elements of depression, elements of anxiety, elements of OCD, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Maybe you know if their cupboard is so full, they it makes them stress out because there are so many options to choose from that they would just choose not to eat.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like avoiding that, uh, like dissonance of having to uh, decide. Yeah. And. Um. I was also like uh like almost any mental disorder it's it's very difficult to diagnose and find the uh the reasons why people are uh developing these disorders so but hard. I, yeah yeah, I think it's really important to just look at what might influence' because a lot of the um, as the world becomes more westernized, a lot of people are seeing more westernized media and you see that um with the more westernized media they consume, uh, the more eating disorders are seen. So I think a lot, I think media definitely plays a huge role
0: in Mm -hmm. eating disorders. So that's, like, environmental factors. But then also genetics. They've started to do research on, like, genetics, too, which I don't know much about at all. Um, Yeah. But it would be interesting to look at that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe for a future episode. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... And, uh, expectations, um, of, like, society and even, uh, family expectations can force someone into, like, an eating disorder, like, um...
0: Perfectionism?
1: Yeah, like, perfectionism Uh, is where I was going with that. Because if you're supposed to be doing all these other things perfectly, Mm -hmm. sometimes eating can seem like an imperfect practice and, uh... You're just like, it's a, it's a primal instinct and you're supposed to be doing it, but people start to look at it as an action that's like a, I don't know, something like getting a good grade, whereas it's like completely different or like scoring that touchdown. It's like eating is, it it, it shouldn't be emphasized uh, like a detail oriented thing. It's more of a, just like a, a thing you're supposed to do. It's just like breathing. You don't get overly obsessed with breathing but when uh when everything else in your life is overly obsessive and controlled it's easy and it and it feels
0: it feels good for them to feel in control yeah that's something that they can really i mean control
1: yeah definitely because uh oftentimes these disorders will develop in younger people where maybe they don't have Mm -hmm. a lot of control in their life outside of what they eat so that could definitely influence it. And I think going back on uh, um, religious fasting, a lot of the, like, even... uh, It's like you never really connect religious fasting with, like, a mental disorder, but a lot of, uh, like, religious texts will talk about even people who are now saints in religions would, like, starve themselves for, like, days upon end, and I think that could definitely, if someone was doing that today, it would definitely be, uh, like, diagnosed as an eating disorder, and I think uh, it plays, like, religion plays the same role to them as almost media plays to us today, because it's just, like, something everyone would be doing back then, as everyone is a consuming media today well
0: this is just like a random thought and it might come out super dumb but it just like popped in my head when you said that so like the it thing and so you're saying um so you said now that they would be diagnosed with an eating disorder but i feel like our current movie stars so many of them take these crazy measures to get the perfect body the perfect everything.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: And yes, we see some people in the tabloids where it's like, "Oh, anorexia, eating disorder or whatever." But for the most part, some of those like really big-time celebrities, they, I mean, they might have an eating disorder, but yeah. it wouldn't be diagnosed probably because it's okay because they're <laughs> that's their job to be perfect, if that makes yeah, sense.
1: Yeah, especially uh if they're going for a different role like um, if you look into uh, different celebrities' diets to get to roles, whether they are becoming larger or smaller, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a dangerous thing. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of them know that going into the profession, but people looking on the outside may see that like as an option for them. Like if someone's losing forty pounds for a movie role, they may not be doing it because they have a disorder, but. Uh, but they know it's not a normal thing to do Mm -hmm. but someone on are doing all these crazy things with their bodies and they get see well why don't I do that with my body well
0: some even have cookbooks like what Gwyneth Paltrow who only eats raw
1: really yeah I remember
0: (laughs) I I got her book because I was like oh this is great but I mean that's almost that's so triggering like nothing against her but that's that can be so triggering for someone with an eating disorder because they're like oh well look at her she's beautiful, she's perfect, her life is great, so yeah, mine can be just like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. This and will solve all my problems. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: I was going to say, going back to the media thing really fast, Yeah, not just things about body image, but also how glorified clean eating is. And I'm, like, doing air quotes right now. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is clean <laughs> eating? Like, honestly. Yeah. And... It's just, you know, you have to be pure, clean, like, it cleanses you and all these...
1: Yeah, there's all the... Uh, so much f- uh, just media about ways you should eat that are just completely just bogus. Like, do not follow any, like, actual science. And then... Right. That's something huge in food where a lot of the stuff consumed by... Your average person is just com- is insane, like, so
0: insane.
1: and people will be going to stores trying to like eat. I don't know, like all natural or just just word. There's like so many buzzwords, or like the or juice cleanses, juice cleanse, or like detoxifying food or gluten free, and it's, it's like, no, it's all they're all just like fake rules and about just a little food.
0: background thomas and i are both dietetics majors so we're all about the science of of food yeah
1: and diets don't work there's no there's that's no right. science about detoxing and we're there's juicing. no science about juicing like what the heck
0: where's the fiber it's just all like sugar and you're just peeing it out and you're spending so much money stop
1: yeah that's a, a huge thing too with all these food trends is oftentimes it's like a it's, it's It costs more money to do this food trend, and it does nothing for your body. People off all the time, if they're spending money, they think they're doing something good. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, there's even been studies, this is kind of getting off topic, but on, on like wines in stores, there's like a $5 bottle of wine. No one will buy it because they don't see the value in it because it's not that much money. And you increase the same bottle of wine to $15 and You'll they'll make it. more money. People will buy it because... Oh, <laughs> so when you're buying... Better. People will buy more expensive food because it has a gluten-free label. But in reality, it's, like, it's doing nothing for you. But you feel good because you're paying more for it. I implore anyone to really look into the science of their diets before... Because uh, if you're spending money and just watching commercials or ads it's you're probably uh you're probably making mistakes
0: and there there just seems to be this like no carb magic like <laughs> rule or something when like we need carbs to yeah, function yeah for sure but this any of these um diets can lead to eating disorders to either one of the eating disorders whether it's you're starving yourself and that starts to send like positive signals to your brain and it feels really good and you feel in control. Or yeah, because you...
1: it just all goes back to that control. These diets, you feel more in control. Right. And...
0: Or it can be like you're depriving your body of a nutrient that it needs. Mm-hmm. So you may last for a while, but at some point you're going to have a breaking point, most likely, where you do overeat to the point of um, uncomfort. Un- to what is
1: it? And to to where you you could be. You're not in, comfortable. <laughs> you're not comfortable. You're going to the hospital for something. It's, right, uh, but
0: like so that could you know lead to binge eating disorder, or then if you purge after that, then bulimia. There's just yeah. so many like ways it can.
1: Oh, and another thing I wanted to touch on, I forgot about uh like the media today and the ideal body today is like super skinny, um and or like super muscular eat for both uh sexes Mm -hmm. women being more muscular is uh, a popular thing and that's like the ideal body but the further back in time and this ideal body is obviously uh it doesn't help eating disorders people try to achieve these body types that are sometimes just absurd and unhealthy but uh, the further back in time you go, if you look at the media of different bodies, it uh, emphasizes, like, fertility. And, uh, mm. like, if you look at the, like, the oldest cultures, the a lot of the idols they find are um, idols with especially women who are bigger mm. and have, like, huge hips or, yeah. like, huge breasts or just a huge body in general because they really emphasized... Um,
0: that was, like, that, healthy. like you That were was healthy, healthy and because,
1: fertile. yeah, because their ideal person was someone who was fertile, someone who could bear children. But now, in media, like, bearing children is not, uh, it's not something... People don't look at, like, your ideal female and be like, oh, she's definitely fertile, like, <laughs> she could bear children. It's like, no, she's, like, super skinny and attractive. Well, they don't
0: think that, but do you think that there's an underlying factor still and any like why some guys like bigger hips or like bigger Oh yeah, butts.
1: I definitely think uh like wider hips is uh it's just ingrained in yeah. in people's heads like that's so better for uh just fitting a baby through, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you need wide birthing hips to have a big family. <laughs> and that's like a it's like a DNA memory type thing.
0: So there was something else I wanted to bring up and that was there's actually a fourth um, eating disorder, and it's called Other Specified Feeding or Eating Disorder. And oh, yeah. It, this is a DSM, you know, thing. And it's, it's a feeding or eating disorder that causes significant distress or impairment, but does not meet the criteria for another feeding or eating disorder. So this would mean, uh, it's like atypical anorexia nervosa, your weight is not below normal. Right, so um, bulimia nervosa, like, you have less frequent behaviors, binge eating, less frequent occurrences, Uh, purging disorder, purging without binge eating, night eating syndrome, excessive nighttime food consumption.
1: Yeah, and I think this is definitely important to highlight because the uh, DSM, the definitions for any disorder are super defined because this is the, like, governing body that decides, like hey, this is what diagnoses a person. So this is what, this is how insurances work. Okay. So they put another eating disorder in because people could still be incredibly sick right. but not fit into these uh, different uh, disorders. And another disorder I thought about while we were talking, we'll have to touch on it maybe in another podcast, is uh, body dysmorphia. Oh, yeah,
0: I'll write it down.
1: Yeah, for sure, because are i coming up
0: with so many topics right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: definitely, uh, it's definitely something to highlight and something a lot of people struggle with, for sure.
0: There's also, sorry, I'm like looking, I keep clicking things on my computer, but there's additional eating or feeding disorders. So avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, so failure to consume adequate amounts of food with serious nutritional consequences, but without the psychological features of anorexia nervosa. Huh. Also, uh, I think you say pica. Yeah. Pica, pica. The persistent eating or over a period of at least one month of substances that are not food and do not provide nutritional value.
1: Yeah, that's a much more uncommon disorder, but definitely something that uh, happens to people where they'll be eating laundry detergent
0: or. Or like I read something about someone eating a mattress. Yeah. Like, just home. And then rumination disorder. Regurg- regurgitation of food that has already been swallowed. The regurgitated food is often re-swallowed or spit out.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So it
0: just shows how... I can't remember which year you said that was first diagnosed. 18, 70 1873. 73, and now 2017. And we just keep coming up with more and more.
1: Yeah. And I think the science in this is growing especially uh like the neuroscience aspect of it because uh food is obviously an integral part of everyone's lives and uh so everyone's brains have a drive to eat and a, a drive to be satiated and uh there's a lot of problems that can arise and there's a lot of we're figuring out more and more.
0: Well, and tying in with, time. like, back in 1873, like, what kind of marketing or advertisement did they have then compared to, like, what we have now? Yeah, Everywhere for sure. Everywhere you look, there's something that's trying to get you to eat something or buy something. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've, I've definitely, back then, that's why it was talking about uh that maybe it was being tied to the ease of obtaining food, or maybe it's just, uh, it's just something that can happen with uh, people's brains because, obviously... In 1875, there was no. The ideal bodies were, were fully clothed, <laughs> and now right. now in uh, media, it's you you see a good 90 percent of. Well, and there were body. less
0: options, so there was less. Probably, oh, definitely, obesity or. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the, you ate yeah. what you had, or you didn't <laughs> eat. Yeah. You didn't have anything. <laughs>
1: definitely, yeah. I think we I think we covered this fairly well. But uh,
0: there's so much more, though. I just feel like we need to (laughs) make a list of topics.
1: Yeah, we will certainly, uh, certainly have a lot to talk about.
0: Because if you didn't realize this whole Body Rocks with Sarah Knox kind of brand slash, I don't know, is movement too crazy to say? (laughs) 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 What I'm trying to, to get at is it's all about. Like you and your body, definitely about how it rocks and why it rocks, like it does so many crazy things, and there's so much misinformation out there yeah. to lead to self doubt and all that good stuff so um thanks, Thomas
1: yeah, for sure we will we'll be back coming at you with something uh with something new
0: awesome, <laughs> bye. <laughs>